You're listening to a City on a Hill podcast. We'd love you to use and share this podcast, but please refrain from editing the content without permission from City on a Hill. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au. Jesus teaches us in John 15 to abide in Him. Our hope is that this series will challenge and inspire you to put in place practices and rhythms that will help you build your life in Christ and bear fruit that will last. I mentioned that we very intentionally have begun our time today uh, in the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper reminding us of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Posturing us in a place of praise, thankfulness and gratitude. Helping us to remember that God is real. That God is real. Helping us to remember that God has taken action for us to know Him, be changed by Him, live for Him, experience Him, encounter Him, be comforted by Him, be sent out by Him, to know a peace that transcends all understanding only because of Him. God is real. Today in our series, The Vine, The Trellis and The Crow, uh, we are considering what uh, across uh, many churches we'll, we'll be calling examination and encouragement. Now, now there's many different forms and versions of very many different ways that we could go um, with a, a heading like that. As I mentioned, what I would like us to participate in now uh, is a practice uh, called examine. And this practice finds its, 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 its basis, few really important principles. One is God is real. The second is that he loves you. The third is he's with you. If you believe, if you, can, if you, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that, that God has risen him from the dead, you are saved. And upon the rescue of God through the person and work of Jesus, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit to stamp you, to seal you, for God to see you and be like, they're mine. They're mine. I've taken up residence in their heart. No room for anyone or anything else. They're mine. Holy Spirit sealed. And followers, my people, my children who have adopted into my family, you're going to need the Holy Spirit. He's going to change you. He's going to bring to mind things that I've taught you. You do know what? When you read the Bible now, it's going to be like a brand new book. You're like, these pages are like living, man. Fire. Seen stuff I've never seen before. I'm being changed. It's like I'm not even doing it. Holy Spirit at work in your life. Change from the inside out. God's continual love, mercy, and grace shown to us. That at the beginning of our journey with God, He loves us just the way that we are. 
but he loves us too much to leave us as we are. And he's just like, join with me and let's participate in this process of renewal and you'll get more of my presence with you. So we're going to participate together in a practice called examine. Uh, there's many different uh, forms that this can take. Um, generally, it's, 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 it's seen in a couple of different stages. The first is that you, we posture in remembering God's goodness and our identity in, under, in God's eyes. Not the identity that we've tried to find ourselves. Our identity doesn't come from looking within. Our identity doesn't come from what other people say about us. Our identity is what God says of us. And there's two main identities in this world. You're either in Adam or you're in Christ. You are either out of the love of God or you're in the love of God. Under wrath or under grace. And so the first posturing is a remembering our identity. So you remember our identity, we're like, wow, that's right. God is real and God's with me. Thank you, God. And the process takes us through a process of examination. There'll be steps to follow as we go through. For those of you that just are happy to go with the flow, you can ignore the next two minutes. For those of you that like to know structure, engineers and IT guys out there, this is kind of where we're heading. We'll go through some reflection. I'm going I'm to lead with Bible, Scripture, to help us understand the grounds of the questions that we ask ourselves through, ask ourselves as we move through. The way that you will get anything out of this is going to be up to your level of engagement in this. This is uh, in many ways, um, the, the, the next few minutes are just me going to God, over to you, God, and you do what you need to do. And it's also me saying to you, over to you guys. Because you could sit uh, in a posture, you could, you can sit in a posture of just like, oh, well, whatever. Um, but I would encourage you to sit in a posture of openness and remembrance of God's presence and that God's demeanor to you is one of love. You know those promises in God's words? Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. God says to his people, seek me and you will find me. Have a posture of the prophets who say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Now, I don't know um, how, well, I don't know what's going to happen for you particularly, this is a, a self-reflective process. Um, times that I've done this, done this, um, I make, I do a version of this every week myself. Um, and I do bigger versions of this periodically, uh, months and years. Uh, sometimes I'm like, that was really helpful. I know what I've got to do now. Sometimes I'm a blubbering mess. I don't know how I'm going to go every time I do but this is a place, this is a safe place for God's people to encounter and engage in this. Um, we are all individually living for an audience of one together and we have brothers and sisters around us to support and comfort us in these next few moments. Worth saying as well, if you're not a believer here, if you're like, look, I'm still new to this Jesus thing, I'm still trying to figure this out, I don't know what this is, 
um, you can engage in the next few moments yourself as well. It's a posh, you can have a posture of like, God, if you're real, I'd love for you to show up. Because the posture for those of us that do trust in Jesus is God, we know, we know that you're real, real. I'm looking for you to, to show up in my life. We know that we've done this well, or you know that you've participated rightly, when at the end you're just like, if not already, just like, man, how good's God? Not only has he saved me from sin, death, and judgment, but he's with me. And I now have a clarity on what a next step looks like with him. And all of us experience love differently. Worth acknowledging that. So I'm sure there'll be different experiences of God's felt love here in this space. <clears throat> so before we proceed in this time, I'm going to pray for us. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for me. And then we'll participate and examine together. We seek to examine ourselves and join in this spiritual discipline. Let's pray. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your promises made to us in your word that if we seek you, you will make yourself known to us. That if we return to you, you embrace and forgive and restore to us. That if we draw near to you, you draw near to us. We thank you for your presence here and now. We thank you that your Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts and can fill us anew even this day. Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, these things we seek. Please today give us a new and fresh sense of your love. Would you take us to a deeper, more real knowledge and revelation of your love in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour? Lord, I ask that the immeasurable greatness of your power to your, to, to your people who believe in Jesus would mean that each person today has a greater strength to be able to comprehend the breadth, the length, the height and the depth of your love for them. We ask for your help in these next few minutes, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Hebrews 4.16 says, let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I want to welcome you to a practice of examine. I want to encourage you to make yourself comfortable, to take a deep breath, to recenter your scattered senses and to invite God by his Holy Spirit to be present with you as we reflect on our day, on our week, and as we together seek God's guidance. 
with the assurance of God's love for us in the breaking of bread and the drinking of the cup. Let us begin our examine. Psalm 100. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. We begin in finding a posture of gratitude. Take a moment to recall the blessings and the moments of joy you have experienced this week and this day. What are you thankful for? Thank God for his faithfulness and goodness to you in your life. Perhaps you can ask, how have you experienced God's love and grace today? Reflect on the moments that brought you joy and peace. What ways have you felt God's presence in your interaction with others? What are you grateful for in your current season of life? How can you express gratitude to God in practical ways? Psalm 106, sorry, Psalm 336. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. The psalmist writes, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We now take time to remember that God is always with us. Let us ask God to be our guiding light for our next few moments, to center us and to focus our hearts, our minds and our souls. God, we ask for your Holy Spirit to reveal any thoughts, emotions or actions that need understanding and healing. Father, we open our hearts and our minds and our soul to your leading and revelation. Is there anything that's been troubling your heart or mind today? Have you experienced any moments of confusion or uncertainty? What are they? Are there any areas in your life that you need to surrender to God's light and truth?
how can you invite God's guidance in your decisions and actions? What emotions have you been experiencing? How can you bring them before God? The psalmist sings, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Lamentations 3 says, Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. We now take a moment to look back. Recall the events of your past day, your past week, with honesty and openness, and be attentive to moments of relief and moments of despair. What were the highlights? Why were they significant to you? What were the challenges or struggles you faced? Did you experience moments of connection or disconnection with others? How did you respond to situations that tested your patience and faith? Is there anything that you wish you had done differently? Why? O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. God's word reminds us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. With our confidence set in Jesus Christ, let us now admit our wrong and adjust our path through confession and repentance to God. What are the actions or thoughts that you need to confess to God? Is there anyone that you need to seek reconciliation with? What steps can you take to avoid repeating any harmful behaviours or thought patterns? 
How can you embrace God's grace and grow in his love as you move forward? From the prophet Isaiah, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. God's word reminds us, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. With freshly open hearts and freshly open hands, let us know and receive God's grace. We remember that God is loving and merciful. Today, receive his grace, knowing that he forgives and empowers you to live a life that glorifies him. How do you experience God's grace and love in your life? In what ways can you see God's hand at work in the midst of your challenges? How can you extend God's grace and love to others? Is there anything you still need to release to God's grace to experience freedom and healing? What steps can you take to live in the freedom that comes from God's forgiveness? Through Peter, God says, May may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Through the psalmist, God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. In the refreshment of God's renewing grace, we seek to follow his lead. Invite God to guide you in your thoughts and actions. Surrender your plans to him and trust in his wisdom. What decisions are you facing? How can you seek God's guidance in them? Are there areas of your life where you need to surrender control to God? 
What does the Bible have to say about the situations you've encountered or know you'll encounter after today? What steps can you take to align your life with God's purposes and intentions? The wisdom of Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. From Philippians 4, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Having reflected with God in the depths of your soul, return now to a posture of gratitude. Take a moment to silently reflect on the insights you've gained through this examine. What have you learned about yourself and your relationship with God today? Is there a specific message or lesson you are taking away from this practice? How can you carry the spirit of gratitude and reflection into tomorrow and the days ahead? What prayerful commitments can you make to live more intentionally in God's presence? One Thessalonians five eighteen. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. Let me pray. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can take time to slow down, to breathe slowly, to recenter our scattered senses upon your presence with us. Father, I pray for every soul gathered here in this moment that whatever way that you have ministered to them, that whatever step you're calling them to take, whatever burden you're asking them to put down, whatever sin it is that you're calling them to put to death, Lord, would they continue to walk in the knowledge of your love for them 
knowing that whatever tomorrow looks like, they are not alone. And that when you look over them, they can hear the echo of your words that you spoke to your son at his baptism that is theirs in their baptism. This is my son. This is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. Father, we thank you for leading us and guiding us. You are the good shepherd. We lack nothing. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.